Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to a podcast with me, Dave, and another thing, and Travis. We're going to be talking about what is next for the U.S. of A. Hashtag Red Pill. Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to a podcast with me, Dave, and another thing, and Travis. We're going to be talking about the Great Reset, World War III, the fourth turning, and what is next for the U.S. of A. Hashtag Red Pill. Pennsylvania boy. Pretty much been raised as a rush baby. Uh, consider myself uh, America first. You can call me a bit of a McCarthyist, some stuff. Um, been studying things like uh, the fourth turning, uh, great reset, and just seeing what's coming up here and uh, not too thrilled. Yeah, scary time. Well, my name's Dave, Dave Smith. I'm an open-minded, left-leaning person, but I do not vote Democrat. I have rescinded my card. I am now a registered member of the People's Party. They don't take any corporate money, so I urge everybody to look into the People's Party, www.peoplesparty.org. Check out what they got going on, and if you're down with what we're doing, then you can help even just by spreading the word and posting stuff on the, on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Just get the word out. Uh, they're now on the ballot. In, they made it over the first hurdle. They're in the ballot in... Uh, 15 states. Nice. So, pretty cool. Are they over the hurdle over in your state? I'm in California, yep. Nice. Awesome. Well, let's jump into it, man. Yeah, buddy. You want to start us off here? For sure. So, um, you know, I sympathize with all human beings, right? I'm anti-war in every yeah. case. I don't want any country bombed. I don't want anybody killed. And what kills me about the current situation is the virtue signaling, right? Like, people are acting like, uh, like the U.S. has no dirt has no bones in our closet and you know putin bad uh zelensky good like it's that simple right nothing is that simple nothing on earth is completely black and white there's always a gray area and history always plays a role no moment exists in a vacuum right something led up to every occasion yeah yeah i completely agree with you on that not that i'm saying i am pro russia i am not pro ukraine i am not pro either side I see it as pretty much here. There's two dirty sides doing dirty things back forth. Granted, one was more of the aggressive, but I, I, I see it as dirt on dirt back and forth. And the U.S., of course, as they typically do, try to fund this war, push it, and um, while still trying to play the whole "I'm not touching you" game. Right. I mean, come on, we just uh, we've been sending them weapons since basically since the 90s. Right. And we yeah. just recently signed a 13 billion dollar aid package. And what that means, people think aid, foreign aid, that means weapons. That means bombs, tanks, guns. That means, you know, supporting death and encouraging death, um, not freedom. Right. Um, yeah. I just I just looked up a statistic because I was doing a podcast the other day. And in 2021, the U.S. government gave out $152 billion worth of aid. Um, and what is it? $3.3 billion um, in military aid to Israel. 
hundred million for anti-missile def defense or missile defense, meaning you don't know if that's missiles or anti-missile hardware. And yeah. then this is, and then this is the clincher: five million in humanitarian relief. Wait for it for oh, migrants to Israel, not for people oh, who have been. So if you want to move to Israel, there's five million dollars of U.S. money to help you do that. But it's not to help people who have been displaced. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so, so once you again, so do you know exactly as far as uh, when you said for foreign aid in uh, Israel when immigration? Do you have any idea what in particularly involving with the uh, immigration that is exactly going to war? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it yeah. was. Uh, but it blew my mind to think. You know. Uh, I, you know, because I've studied that once again. I'm. 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 A, I'm all about like humanitarian efforts on the real, but not. You know, not with weapons. You know, weapons yeah. don't help people grow food, you know. Um, so it just it hurt my heart to hear that five million towards people moving towards Israel when I've learned that there was an eight hundred thousand people were displaced and have have not had the right to return. And that's all they want is the right to return. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. those people are brown, so we don't care about them, apparently. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't even take care of your own. How are you going to take care of others at this point? It seems like we're just displacing ourselves, if anything. Absolutely. And, and that kind of gets us into the Great Reset, right? Like, Americans can't afford a $400 emergency, um, is living paycheck to paycheck, like 400, 400 bucks. Like, that's your brakes go out, you're screwed, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's 500,000 homeless people every night in 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 the united states it's it's an epidemic and uh where's that 13 billion dollars to help our country i'm all about america first and some people might think that we're like nationalistic by saying that no 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 i'm saying yeah with a surplus we could help other countries but let's start here let's start yeah. here Flint, michigan still doesn't have drinkable water for how many years yeah, what has that been since like 2013 or something like that? I think so. And, uh, and, and that was intentional, right? This guy intentionally switched the water source to something that he knew was going to be bad, but they did it anyway. And that in, that in turn led to lead poisoning of countless number of children. And lead poisoning is not reversible. It's, it's the second strongest neurotoxin next to mercury. So yeah. these kids are screwed. These kids are screwed for the rest of their lives. It's going to be like a like a wave of crack babies or something, you know? Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, I might be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure for ever since, what, 2013, when uh, this whole uh, issue with their water over in Flint, Michigan has happened, um, those people have still been paying taxes to get water that they cannot use, that has been nothing but distraughting them. Correct. And they have to go to some, you know, city center or whatever to get bottled water to drink in their home in the United States of America. So third world country status right here in the good old U.S. of A. And then we could get into Detroit, Chicago, I mean, you know, crumbling infrastructure and just I don't know, man, I think looking at the Great uh, Reset, it looks like it's by design. Yeah, at this point, I would say it's a controlled collapse at this point. I, yeah, I can get. I understand the whole give way to you know not necessarily say that it's malice or it's intention, 
and that people are being stupid. But after just so long of just yanking someone's change and just going up, eventually you just have to come to the conclusion that maybe they're in this, like they're playing a different game than uh, what most people think they are. A lot of people just right. think, oh, wow, we're incompetent. We can't get things done. Or maybe, you know, play dumb and, you know, milk that vote. Right, exactly. Like George Bush is a prime example. People are like, oh, he's a bumbling idiot. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. He's from like royal. He's from U.S. royalty. You know, even if he was stupid, he had brilliant people in his cabinet as experts on everything. He was no, he was shrewd and he had a plan. And his daddy announced the plan to us. It was called the New World Order. And he said, yeah. You know, it might it might take a while, but when we're successful and we will be, I mean, he said it with the most ruthless confidence you can imagine. And here's a guy who used to be the head of the CIA. Right. So he conducted yeah. the most heinous things. He was in charge of the most heinous things you can imagine. So that's another thing that kills me is people are like, Putin's a bad guy. OK, well, maybe he is. But we've got plenty of bad guys right here that we've had as president and George Bush senior would be on the top of the list, right? Prescott Bush, the, the whole family is a, is an evil crime family syndicate. Prescott Bush, granddaddy Bush was selling oil to the Nazis as mobile oil head. And uh, Congress mandated that he stop, and he didn't kept selling oil to the Nazis. If he would have stopped that oil supply, the Nazi war machine would have come to a screeching halt. So there's that. Then uh, Daddy yeah. Bush um, was uh, implicit in the Iran-Contra scandal, which was uh, smuggling cocaine into this country through Panama, um, shutting down our U.S. defense system, flying 3.1 tons of, plane, of, of cocaine per plane load in an ex-CIA plane into Mena, Arkansas, when, wait for it, Bill Clinton was governor. You know, and then that coke got distributed to 10 U.S. cities and welcome to the crack epidemic. Hello. Then they sold that coke to U.S. citizens and took that money uh, and funded, you know, bought weapons and shipped, sent them down to Nicaragua and El Salvador so that we could support rebel groups that were overthrowing a democratically elected government. So that's yep. evil of the highest degree, right? Then well, you got on top of Little Junior, sure they also. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I said on top of that, I'm pretty sure didn't they off the guys that were flying it across to cover up their tracks? If I'm not mistaken, uh, proxy oh, yeah. for the cartel. Barry and Seal. Barry Seal was assassinated. Yep. And on top of that, and, I gotta uh, say, all that just rhymes with the war on terror and us sending troops over to guard poppy fields. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. now, welcome to the opioid uh, epidemic. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you dig into it, the reason the Vietnam War went on so long is because the CIA was smuggling heroin, opium, out of, out of what's called the Golden Triangle, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand. That was the leading region, leading, leading producing region of opium and heroin in the world. Wait for it. Until our military got to Afghanistan. Now... Afghanistan produces 90% of the world's heroin. And what is mm -hmm. the best way to, 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 you know, to fill your coffers for, for uh, illegal, illicit stuff that Congress won't fund? Smuggling drugs. Yeah, that'll pretty much fund any war for you. Right. And then 
and it, it runs so deep. I just watched a program on this, uh, 1995, the MENA connection. I urge everybody to, to look, to watch that. It's a two hour, two and a half hour documentary. Don't take my word for it. Watch this, the MENA connection, 1995. Um, so the guy that broke the story about Iran Contra, Gary Webb was a reporter from the San Jose Mercury news. Yeah. Well, he was suicided. You know, he shot himself in the back of the head with a nail gun twice. That second time, that must have been really hard, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, seems so, to be a, a bit of an epidemic at this point with people that have run their course. Oh, right, exactly. And then, but then you've got the money laundering, right? It, you know, so the CIA could not have, could not fill their coffers with this blood money and, and drug money if they didn't have bankers on their side, right? So through my investigation, I found out the, C, the CIA actually was part owners in a bank, right? And really? B of A was implicit in in laundering drug money. So there's these huge entities. And meanwhile, throughout that whole scandal, you know, Reagan's up there saying, just say no to drugs. Like, really, dude? Really? Wow. Just say no, as he's smuggling tons of cocaine, like probably the most addictive drug in the world, right? Like, Heroin's really, really addictive, but cocaine is instantly addictive. Like 20 minutes later, I want more, you know? Yep. And, and riddle me this. People that know about drugs will know this, but a lot of people don't know. So I'm going gonna, so gonna to break it down. So if you have a gram of cocaine and you cook that up into what was called freebase, which was the precursor to crack, crack is freebase yep. with added added. A cut, basically, a bogus products added into it to fluff it up, makes it more. But at first, it was just straight pure rock, right? Hundred percent pure cocaine, freebase. So that's that. You know, that's what hit the streets first. Now, if you take a gram of cocaine and cook it up into freebase, you get twenty-five percent of your original product. Riddle me this: How could they take eight an eighty-dollar gram of coke? cook that up into a quarter gram of rock and then sell that rock for 20 bucks. The only way you can do that is if you have an abundance of Coke, right? Um, right. There was a, at the, at the end of that scandal, there was actually a uh, warehouse in South Central Los Angeles that was busted by LAPD and it was being guarded by military MPs. They found 20 tons of cocaine in there. Jeez, man. This right? is all within the uh, documentary you said you were watching in 1995? Yeah, you, well, most of it's out of that. But, um, you know, I've watched everything I can find on the subject because it's just it's the darkest thing to me. So it it shows that beyond a shadow of a doubt shows to me that, no, the government is not your daddy. They don't love you. They're not taking care of you. They don't give a shit. You're a number. And in most cases, if you're not on their side, then you're in the way. Enter you know, enter, enter fluoride in our water, um, GMOs in our food, right? On and on yep. and on. Well, and to circle back to you, I mean, to circle back to what you were saying earlier uh, with this being a controlled collapse, uh, you, I know you mentioned uh, about Bushes pretty much being one big royal crime family. I mean, you have to think about it. On top of all of that, the skull and crossbone, um, you know, you had that same group was who was running against uh, President Bush in the uh, in his second term. John Kerry. 
Same person. There also in there with him. So you really don't have as much of a choice as you want. You get to pick your right. favorite time. So there you go. You, so you can right. So are you going to choose evil or evil? Right. And yeah, my, exactly. my, I got a great analogy for that. Like you know, when you leave a concert. Does it matter which hallway, which doorway you go out? No, they all lead to the same hallway, which then leads to the main exit door, right? So our two-party system is basically that, the illusion of choice. But you only get to pick from people who are in the club, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, Bernie Sanders was filling stadiums. I went and saw him speak in San Francisco. There must have been 20,000 people there. Hillary Clinton could not fill a bedroom. How did she win? Oh, it, you know, the DNC was busted throwing that primary. But that just went yeah, away. We're, yeah, we're stuck with that. Something similar over here in uh, Pennsylvania on the Republican side of the ticket. Main, uh, a couple main people that are running. Uh, I think we have, if I'm not mistaken, two of them. Uh, one is Doug. I forget how you pronounce his last name. Uh, but the way you get in with uh, a special election is the party picks right and so at that point really everyone that is set in front of you it doesn't matter where you're coming down on primaries for the most part all the way down into the general if it's already picked mm-hmm. for you you really don't have all right. that much of a say in everything do you that's it and those people would not be picked unless they were going to toe the line of a certain agenda mm-hmm it's really despicable. And then we then we get to little baby Bush, right? The most recent who people were like, oh, he's an idiot. He's no, he was not an idiot. Are you kidding me? And Dick Cheney was running the show behind the scenes. This is the first time in our country's history where the vice president is making decisions and the puppet and the, and the president's just out there like a puppet. Right. Like 9-11, for example, he, he sent George Bush up into Air Force One here, go up there where you're safe. And then he went down into a bunker and was calling shots. That's illegal. Yep. He can't do that unless the president is dead. Yep, dead or out of commission. Right. And it, he yep. was neither. He could have been running the show from Air Force One. But no, he was just sitting up there probably having cocktails. Yep, and I'll tell you, I mean, what A, I'm got to say, George Bush, despicable, um, played, played the role of the useful idiot well. However, I yeah. don't think yeah. he was as dumb as he went off to be as he's been showing more and more of his true colors recently. However, if you look throughout history, um, people who, when they did try to step up and uh, make their own changes and say, no, I'm, I'm done playing this role, I'm changing things, a lot of them get, uh, get whacked. You look at people like the almost assassination of Ronald Reagan, uh, setting up for Bush Sr. to come in through. You look at what happened when uh, you have uh, Kennedy uh, finally went to go against the banking system. And who's right next in line? Wilbro Wilson. Yeah. And speaking of um, speaking of Reagan, right? Reagan was trying to normalize relations with Russia. Then, you know, yep. he got shot. And then what did uh, what did Bush Jr. Bush Sr. do? He, you know, sent the CIA on a mission to financially tank the Soviet Union. So, you know, economic espionage. That's that's how yeah. that country fell. It, it wasn't just them falling apart. We made that happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and just think, all that, and we were getting so close to a denuclearized world. 
where they right. were ready to go. Right. Say, if you get rid of it, I'll get rid of mine. Right. And I don't, you know, I don't know how you are, how old you are, but I'm 54. So I remember nuclear drills in high school where they told you to duck and cover and just get under a desk. Not because it's going to save you or help you, but because then there won't be people running around trying to live. And, you know, good luck. You're not going to live anyway. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm 30. I have no memory of that. Uh, however, my father has told me plenty of stories of learning duck and cover song, doing the drills and how, you know, I always found it hilarious how everyone is uh, scared our days of, you know, the old saying about how, you know, my father's generation had to walk up the hill both ways just to get to school. Our generation yeah. uh, except about AR-15s. And my dad, in the meantime, is learning how to block a nuclear bomb using his uh, yeah. book and his desk. Yeah, exactly. And, and on a on a factual note there, people in Japan, you know, when we dropped the only two nuclear bombs ever dropped and we dropped them on a civil uh, civilian population. Well, the people yep. that fled to the bomb shelters, they were just basically cremated inside of a bomb shelter. Yeah, you can't get out at that point. No, there You're is no escape. You know, if you see you a flash a of a bomb, drive, drive towards it. Yeah. Yeah, at that point, you know, and then, there's a certain zone where it's either there's the blast rate vaporize you, there's a, a radiation radius where you will pretty much uh, either die quickly of radiation poisoning or a slow death of some form of cancer, and then there's a middle part where you just melt. So, if, unless right. if you and are also in between those, yeah, unless if you're outside the third ring of radiation, you're you're pretty much getting for a painful death the quicker you can get to the middle the better of right course, best one thing, thing i learned is... recently is that outside the um outside the vaporization and outside the burn ring there will be projectiles every broken window will be hurling little pieces of glass at 500 miles an hour people will be turned into missiles flying at 500 miles an hour so you're going to get impaled by all kinds of stuff branches off of trees windows construction material blah, 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 right yeah and all that gets blown up and stays up in the atmosphere for a while and then starts raining down on you too and, all and then create on the a, and then a nuclear there. winter where we can't grow crops yep yeah so i think what, there is no winter drop of about 10 degrees yeah there is no win winter in a nuclear war um that's a fallacy you know Hey, yeah. I want to give a shout out to, we got a few listeners here. Vader, what's up? Azrael and Evil. What's going on, people? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, but back to, uh, to baby Bush, right? So, you know, so all three generations of the Bushes are guilty of crimes against humanity, war crimes, right? Like uh, Dick Cheney had a plan to invade Iraq before 9-11. And so 9-11 was just, the green light to go ahead with an already existing agenda and i don't know if yep. you've heard of the um project for the new american century uh it does not ring a bell sure it's not all okay. that much of a different from the other stuff right it's a think tank of you know all the people that were players in 9-11 basically paul wolfowitz dick cheney a bunch of other guys and this is a doctrine that they had printed out so you can still find it online. They had it printed out saying, you know, that basically we need to maintain U.S. hegemony. And the way that we're going to do that is to dominate and control the remaining resources of the planet. So 
you look at every battle that we've been in, we've never defended a country that's main export is broccoli, right? It's always oil or natural gas or lithium, right? Like I come to find yeah. out Afghanistan has a ton of lithium. And the real reason we went to Afghanistan was because of Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan has a huge oil reserve and an even huger natural gas reserve. So the whole reason for the Afghan war was what's called the TAPI pipeline um, from Turkmenistan all the way through Afghanistan to India. And every battle that you've ever heard about in Afghanistan is along that pipeline to clear the pipeline route, right? Mm-hmm. And we're guarding it once the again, whole entire can, time. Yeah. And once again, you can see maps of this pipeline online. It's the TAPI pipeline. So, yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable. And the first casualty of truth is always war. So, you know, like, like you said previously, I'm not on the side of Russia and I'm not on the side of Ukraine. I'm on the side of let's sit down and have a negotiation so no people have to die. Yep. But, I mean, honestly, but I recently our go Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, no, honestly, I understand uh, redrawing some... Uh border maps in there because from everything i hear it sounds like most part of uh western ukraine does want to be a part of russia and reform the uh old former soviet union uh however a lot of this just looks like simply putin trying to put his foot right to the starting line for what might be coming down the line in about a month or so um and that's i mean i you're not going to get a great reset you're not going to get a one world government without uh, breaking a couple of eggs. And um, ultimately the best way you do that is war. War is a game of resources. That's right. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, right? And those eggs in this case are human lives. Like, oh, well, cost of doing business. Yep. And uh, I mean, I I'm not sure how familiar are you with the uh, fourth turning? I'm not familiar. Please uh, enlighten me. Uh, okay. Um... Hang tight. I just want to say, I just want to say, uh, hang tight, listeners. We'll get to your messages there. I see them in a minute, but I just want to let Travis wrap up this point here. Yeah. So, uh, basic study. Um, the guy's last name is Howie. Um, was a co-author of a book called The Fourth Turning, studying American generations. And so you go through periods of time where everything's good, kind of like the fifties. Obviously, it's not great for everybody all in all involved but in general this is kind of cohesion the high and then you start to get into um what's called uh the awakening and the unraveling uh which build upon each other as far as breaking apart with diversion and then you get into a crisis period which pretty much sucks and these go in about uh 80 to 100 years cycles roughly the exp the expansion of an entire lifetime and so, I mean, okay. my parents, my uh, great parents, my great grandparents, I'm sorry, my grandparents were born uh, in our last crisis period. So if you look at pretty much 80 years ago, we wrapped up World War II. You look at 80 years before that, we had a civil war. You look at 80 years before that, we were just getting done with the American Revolution. And what happened on December 7th, 2021? We had the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. You look where we're at, and oh, wow. a lot of these people study these things. 
crisis, always have massive wars. Granted, we have smaller wars like, you know, the war on terror, the Gulf War, Korean War, uh, Vietnam War. Small wars will go on throughout and out. But as far as massive major wars that ultimately change the trajectory of a country, uh, it looks yeah. kind of like we might be heading into something awful. So um, the the author has his block uh, separated out differently as far as going from a, a high to an awakening, unraveling, and uh, a crisis. He says our crisis started at the uh, crash of 08 um, due to the fact that it can go from about 20-year uh, blocks to about... Um, here yeah 20 year blocks to about 25 to 30 some can be a little longer some can be a little shorter than the others um not mm -hmm. set in stone but it can go from like i said 80 to 100 years i peg this yeah. as if you look at um when world war ii wrapped up take this all the way back it looks like our crisis started once uh covid broke out not just something that you know affected one country but racked the entire world and it's ultimately like we said before about creating this controlled collapse into uh, something else it looks like we're just setting the stage at this point where they've continually tried again you've had before you know right now it's called the great reset before it was called the new world order you know all the way back into our founding fathers it was very open called the illuminati uh, and so you look yeah. at where we're at now it's just simply Crisis are a point where we can go and there's a big change about to happen. And unfortunately, crisis suck. And the big uh, factor about it is it involves massive wars, typically some form of economic uh, calamity, um, maybe a depression or a collapse, who knows. Um, and and the, war about, the rule about wars is always the biggest weapons are always used in war. And so everybody's automatically probably thinking, oh, nuclear war, we can get into a nuclear shooting war with Russia because it's just the one that we know. But here's the thing. Do you really think the CIA and all the other three-letter agencies and uh, powers that be throughout the rest of the world, do you really think that they honestly don't have anything bigger uh, than nuclear weapons that haven't been quietly developing? I mean, the Manhattan Project, nobody knew entirely what they were working on because it was so compartmentalized. And now you get us to right. where we are now. Granted, everyone's looking at one thing while completely possibly missing something else. We just came up yeah. with Space well, Force 2017. Yeah, and that brings me brings brings to mind the mother of all bombs, a conventional yeah. bomb that is horrific in size. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much right. just one giant bomb of fire. How far did they say that bomb stand? Like. Well, I think it was two, three miles. Yeah, so you basically, you could take out the whole downtown of any city, really. Most cities, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's set on fire permanently. Well, not permanently, yeah, but you know right. what I mean. Just one big giant fireball. Yeah, let's, let's run through these messages, hear what the people have to say, and then come back to it. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Vladimir farting all up in the motherfucking building. How y'all doing? All right. Always All right. good to have Doing some levity. Got both the joke and yeah. the fact for you. My father's generation had Wonder Woman. My generation wonders 
if it is a woman. <laughs> that would explain why they have the they're paying, or they feel like they got to pay Ukraine for their oil. I shut our oil down. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Can I uh, piggyback yeah. off of what that guy just said here? Yeah. 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 I, I like what you said, man. Um, yeah. We had the ability for this to be a non issue for us, but then we just simply go and what? You look at what we did. We threw uh, the need to be in war into Russia's hands. We were a net exporter uh, before everything changed over. And now you look at when that could have been a non-issue for us, when you're like, yeah, I don't care. But now we have to care because you look at it, it'll absolutely cripple our country. All this could be fixed if we just decided to, you know, be fairly isolationist and just be like, we're going to focus on us. We do us. And uh, I mean, if each country was like that, uh, we'd be having less wars. I mean, evidently, you're still going to have conflict because, like I said, war is a game of resources. But you take the entire thing or entire need for war completely out of it. Right. But then, you know, we, we wouldn't be orchestrating uh, world geograph geopolitics like a chess game. Mm hmm. Yeah, one of the things I heard recently is that we refuse to negotiate with Putin. He's been, you know, he drew, he, he's come up with like three compromises and we've nixed them all and we refuse to speak with him on a diplomatic level because it seems that we want this conflict to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at uh, why. Yeah, you look at 2016 with uh, another famous uh, crime family with the Clintons that have been wanting a war for a while. I mean, you think about times where uh, someone does break through that wasn't supposed to, like Bernie Sanders uh, trying to make his run. They did everything they could to shut that guy down because it wasn't yeah. his turn. And he was and not in, when, the, and then when in they, the end crowd. Yeah. And then when they couldn't shut him down, they just flat out, the DNC just flat out stole the primary and gave it to Hillary. Exactly. And, then what and that's found proven. Out about that's that not me. Just, yeah, that's proven. Yeah. That the DNC conspired, what, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz lost her position as the chair of the DNC because of that. Yep. And of course, you never... When you're in that in crowd, I'd still keep an eye out for her. When you're in that in crowd, it never seems to be that you fail down. You fail up on both sides yeah. of the aisle. As long as you are within an establishment, uh, the Uniparty, you fail up. Don't worry. Look at Anthony right. Weiner. You know this what I heard? Tweeted up pics of his dick. How could he still be around? He's a he's basically a, a disgusting like pedo. Yeah, and he's still here. But, right. You know what like I heard I said, is that Kamala Kamala Harris is going to run for president and that Hillary is going to run as her vice. Where are you hearing that? I've not heard any rumors of that. Um, I heard that uh, from Lee Camp and he he had some investigative journalist on. I'm not sure if it was Aaron Mate, um, but there are rumors that Hillary will run as VP. Why? Because we wouldn't have to elect her. She's just chosen. Right. Yep. 
Yep. Ultimately, we don't they get go to by elect the VP. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, oh, man, it's just so ultimately, I just want people to step back and think war is bad, period. War is bad. So if somebody's beating the drums for war, you got to pull back the lens and look at the bigger picture, look at the historical context and look at who stands to gain what. Right. Like in a in a in a basic murder, you look at, oh, did uh, did the spouse have an insurance policy? First thing. Who's gonna make who who stands to benefit, right? Yep. Man, we got a couple messages. Let's hit these real quick. Yeah, buddy. What's going on? Uh you come and come to and Americans will be so stupid to vote that. Watch. I believe you're right. Now the chaos comes up in you. Yeah, what he, what he rem brings to mind right there is is one of the uh, and I heard this from um, I've stumbled down the rabbit hole. Right. There's a ton of ex-CIA members. John Stockwell is, is the most prominent, but that have written books about the hideousness that they personally took place in, took part in. And basically, they say the 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 tenant of the CIA is create a crisis, then offer the solution. Right. So the Mujahideen, we created the Mujahideen in Afghanistan to fight against Russia. Who was the Mujahideen? We recruited hardcore right wing Islamists, Wahhabists from all over the Middle East. Train The CIA trained them and then we armed them. That turned into the Taliban. Oh, what could go wrong? You know? Yeah. Meanwhile, you're just laying but, but down uh, parts. Yeah, go ahead. But, but on a side note, the Taliban eradicated 90% of the uh, opium fields in Afghanistan. Then our military comes in, boom, oh no, production's back up higher than ever. Yep. And so I'm wondering what the hell happened here if we decide like, oh, you know what? Uh, look, things are getting too bad over in uh, Ukraine. We better uh, start uh, raising up resistance fires and uh, funding them. And I mean, what, what am I saying? We're already doing that. So yeah, I would say, what, what are we waiting for? About twenty years until something else happens. Yeah, we're just changing until the a major lines. one happens, but but the little ones never stop, right? Because in between Iraq and now, well, Afghanistan invasion and now, we've destroyed Libya. Um, there are now open slave markets in Libya, and people think, oh, Gaddafi, bad guy, because the the, the you know the box, the idiot box told you to think that. Well, Gaddafi was trying to unite Africa, and he was moving toward the, toward the gold standard. He had already created a coin, the gold dinar, and he was only going to sell oil in that gold dinar. All of yeah. Africa is really, really resource rich. Now, that leads to the petrodollar. So after World War II, the Saudi Arabia and the U.S. made an agreement called the petrodollar, where if you want to buy Saudi Arabian oil, you have to first mm -hmm. exchange your currency into dollars, maybe at a loss because of the exchange rate, then you can buy oil. And that leads us into a major prompt for the fourth turning. Because ultimately, I think um, the only reason why we have not gone in and started shooting ourselves um, is obviously, you know, about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, um, which uh, New York Post released, and then now 
uh, New York Times that came out and said, yeah, actually, we knew that was right. Uh, and so now, what a coincidence that it's all happening over in Ukraine. So you have uh, part of like, oh, we really need to go in there because Russia and China both want to be getting off of the petrodollar, which ultimately 80% of our currency, uh, all the uh, U.S. dollars, I, I would say printed, but let's face it, it's all digital at this point for the most part. If you were to go in yeah. and say like, hey, I want to cash this in money, you ain't getting it. But all of that, 80% no. of that is outside of the U.S. Everybody stops using the U.S. dollar and that comes back. You thought uh, the Great Depression was bad. You ain't seen nothing yet. That is an the that is a death blow, an absolute you death blow. You just nailed it, bro. Already been, You just yeah, nailed it, brother. To, yep, and they're talking to Saudi Arabia about possibly switching over to the Chinese yuan. We forced Russia into the arms of China, and now you have obviously uh, North Korea looking emboldened, wanting they don't. North Korea doesn't, I mean, they're so broken, they really don't care about money at this point. They care about their ideology about reuniting the peninsula and putting it under their own rule. So they've become right. pretty much buddy buddies with China. You have obviously uh, Iran uh, has never been fans of us, nor really pretty much anybody um, wanting their nuclear deal. And um, obviously they have the big card to play of, hey, we got oil. And so, right. I mean, right now, the risk of petrodollar, I think, will ultimately be one of the things that drives, that forces our elites into a massive, massive war. And um, we really don't have anything to back it up because, what was it? I think we, we started the process in, what, 63? And I think it was 63 or 64 and officially went out on, I believe, 65 from uh, gold standard. gold standard, right. Yep. Yeah, so our money isn't tied to anything now. It's basically it's the only the thing that props up the dollar is your belief in it. Yep, and uh, your need for oil. And so you go and say, hey, let's go and uh, stop needing to use oil. Let's go and do green, which ultimately, I mean, we have to advance. You know, we had, you know, a lot of people believe that the Indians were something like over in the the disney cartoons but they didn't have domesticated horses at that point um so then they go and they get introduced into horses we already have uh horse-drawn carriages and then you go and you continue on after that people get into early forms of the automobile now we're getting to things like the tesla well ultimately we have to continue to evolve in our technology so i am all about being able to change that but we have to be able to have something to fall back onto because once you remove that and they're pushing for stuff that, hey, we don't have the technology for, nor do we have um, some form of currency or anything to back ourselves into. So you're even if we did push ourselves off into a, a green standard at that point, we're left holding junk that nobody wants. Right. So everybody's way, bank account is, is everybody's bank accounts all of a sudden worth nothing. Yep, and what a coincidence. Isn't our uh, U.S. government working on a Fed coin, I believe is what they're calling it? Yeah, exactly, uh, because why? Because yep. they can't let that blockchain technology be ruled by the people because then they don't have overarching control over the financial system. Yep, I'm pulling up the U.S. debt clock right now. Give me just one second. 
But uh, awesome. I'm hey, Sebastian, what's going on? Evil, what's going on? I'll get to your messages in just a sec. But um, the, the petrodollar brought me back to Iraq. So Iraq was going to move away from the gold from from the petrodollar, and they were only going to mm-hmm. sell their gold their oil in euro, right? Um, so we had to stop that. That now Russia and China have made a merger where they're going to you know trade in the the yen and the ruble. So we don't like that. That that takes the the petrodollar out at the knees, right? Um, yep. We can't have that. Here, let's let's run down some of these messages while you look that up. Yes, sir. Like um for nine uh nine for nine eleven, Donald Rumsfeld had had uh basically declared war on on our own government. You can look it up because they were. They were researching, trying to find out where those trillions of dollars that went missing in the, in the defense budget. Oh, we don't seem to know where three trillion dollars went. Uh huh. And then Nassar Jassara was supposed to be released the same time 9 11 happened. Um, and then, yeah, another one. Oh my God. Thank you for that point. I got to interject before I go to the next message because I'll, otherwise I'll forget. So, yeah, uh, Donald Rumsfeld, the day before 9-11, had uh, released a press statement. You can see this on YouTube, where the Pentagon can't account for $2.3 trillion. Like, what? And then the next day, the the part of the Pentagon that was conducting that research, that audit, oh, that's where the quote-unquote, you know, plane hit at the Pentagon. Um, then you look at building number seven, that housed all the records for the Enron investigation, huge, huge energy scandal that, that implicated Dick Cheney uh, siding with energy corporations over people, and you know, on and on, right? The Patriot Act, right? So in this time of like, we need to defend America, well, what is America all about? Apparently it's about you know the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Well, the Patriot Act gutted those things, and allowed the government to kick in your door and take you away in the middle of the night and send you somewhere to a black site like Guantanamo, but without announcing it to anybody you know or your family. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're just gone. You are disappeared. All right, let me get through, through these three messages. and then They're, the they're allowing Ukraine to be taken over. Otherwise, they would step in and defend like we do all the time. You know what I'm saying? We always are stepping in people's business, but this time we want to stay neutral. Come on, man. People don't see the, the, the through that shit. It's like okay, now we're not gonna help nobody. Mm. Well, that's because we're gonna let it happen because it's in the fucking plan. Sir. Yeah. So Saddam, they went after him because of his petrodollar was gaining wealth. Gaddafi was another one. Anytime we see a leader of a regime being taken out, it's because usually their currency is gaining. Uh, wealth on the Federal Reserve dollar bill every time. Yeah, and just a quick inter- interjection there. Look, look what we did with Gaddafi and Saddam. We we drugged their body, dead body, through the street, and and had it on worldwide media. Saddam Hussein, or uh, who the hell was that? Uh, supposedly the head of I- ISIS. For Al Qaeda, Osama bin uh, Laden. Osama bin yeah. Laden. That guy is apparently world enemy number one. Where's his body? 
oh, we, we threw it overboard. You, without taking a picture, there's no video? Come on. World yeah, like and enemy number one, and you don't film his dead body, but these two guys are drugged through the streets with the whole world to see? Give me a break. Yep. Coincidentally, Hunter Biden used to work for border, be on the board of directors of Burisma in Ukraine, right? Making 86000 a month, I guess. Uh, conflict of interest while your dad's the vice president. But yeah, that was swept in the rug. Then, you know, <laughs> that like never happened. They need to expose that one for sure. That's treason and corruption all wrapped up nice. Yes, sir. See, yeah. I also linked um, insider trading to 9-11, but they said they weren't terrorists, but they had they had beforehand knowledge. Um, so there was insider trading being done at, you know, at the time and before. And then coincidentally, the, the, the levels of the trade towers that were hit were um, occupied by Marshall McClellan, which were also another form that was um, coincidentally investigating the missing trillions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. He's connecting the dots. Osama bin Laden. Somebody said put a turban on him and he looks like Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Little levity and Take it away, Travis. Yeah, I wanted to just, I, I know it's not a main point, but I still just wanted to point out we took him out, or quote unquote, we took him out uh, on an election year. You would think that you would take pictures, you would take videos, you would bring the actual body back itself. But we get into Benghazi, and we have photos. I believe uh, also a video of them uh, collecting the corpse of uh, people from our embassy, and I believe the ambassador himself too. But we can't see the world's number one most wanted person. So, yeah, all just a little bit too strange. All right, I'm going to take his uh, message here. One second, Dave. Yeah, didn't they dump his body in the ocean? You know, never could find the bones. Can't do no DNA test on you, right? That was him. All right, take your word for it. Right? I just get that. Come on now. Joe Biden say, "Come on, man." Yep. Yep. Because uh, guess what? You want to. The best way to ensure that we'll still be able to have that card play back to is what to ensure that he's a martyr yeah and so yeah you martyr him you raise up uh what what came right after that i believe it was isis how many years after uh bin laden's death did uh it take until isis came around so yeah recyclable cia assets left and right uh dave you still with me man all right here um so yeah but going back here so like i was saying about crisis determines ultimately uh where we're headed uh as, as far as uh, 
at least for this counts for the US. So if that determines where we're headed, we are at a choosing point right now, whether we're going to be allowing ourselves to go into this control collapse, or if we're going to go out kicking and screaming the entire way and possibly try and uh, make something different. But regardless of how you look at it, the U.S. will not look the same after it. it your, your life that you had in the 2010s and the 2000s, you can kiss that goodbye. Ultimately, things will get better um, or worse. Um, I guess that all depends on what side you're batting for. Um, but I just, yeah, that's where we're running into with the fourth turning right now. And uh, while we're making out to believe that it's going to be a battle on uh, who's controlling world powers, um, I think ultimately, you know, it's Levinskyism. You know, look over at Russia, look over at China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, all while simply there you have all the elites come together for their great reset. I mean, they're from all over the world. So, oh, yeah. you know, we, we can look over at one nation, uh, you know, paint them as the bad guy. You know, you have several fronts now, Russia, possibly China. Um, I wanted to get to that in one moment here, but ultimately, you know, people from Russia, these people from China, um, it's amazing how many times uh, Germany has had their fingers in things with uh, Klaus Schwab now entering the fold about talking yeah, about how yeah. you own nothing and uh, you will be happy. And so you, you look at like when uh, our economy collapses, yeah, you won't really have too much. Good, Dave. I've been talking too much. Sorry, I had to run in and grab a cup of coffee. It got me all fired up. I wanted to keep going. Um, I just oh, want to interject yeah. something about ISIS, right? ISIS. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. ISIS, this evil entity. Once again, that's the CIA's tenant. Create the crisis. Offer the solution. You know what ISIS, yep. you know how ISIS was formed? So the first thing we did when Paul Brenner the guy we sent to Iraq, the first thing he did is disband the Iraqi military and the police department. So instill chaos and have all these people resentful. They, they aren't getting a paycheck anymore. And what did we do? We left the arms depot open so these pissed off people could go grab weapons. That's what created the quote unquote insurgency. Then when we pulled out of Iraq, we left all of our vehicles there with the keys in them and all of our weapons there. What could go wrong? So all those people now have badass weapons that created ISIS. So wait, hold on here. Now that happened in what year? I can't remember. Um, it was when we I can't remember because it uh, sounds. It sounds. I'm not sure if you're describing to me uh, 2014 or if you're describing 2021 in August. Uh, 14. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just sounded an awful lot like uh, our exit out of Afghanistan. There you go. Once again, not by yeah. accident, we did the same thing. We left all of our <laughs> weapons there. Oh, what could go wrong? The official military explanation of why we left our weapons there is, oh, it would cost too much to ship them home. We could ship them there, but we can't bring them back. And yeah. so, but, but riddle me this. If, if it's too expensive to bring them home, then why don't you just put them all in one giant pile and drop a massive bomb on them so nobody else can use them. Oh, because that wouldn't help us in the next 
price it. Yep. But on top of that, we made them a little more stronger for the uh, next one. A, our weapons could be. I mean, they could not fight in the night. Now they got our night vision. So, right. I mean, we're teeing ourselves up to just be have, what, 20, 40 years? We'll be back over there. Oh, yeah. Of course. We'll cycle back around. And uh, I don't know if anybody's seen this documentary called Beyond Treason, but it shows how the Gulf War syndrome that destroyed 200,000 of our soldiers was created. Um, and it goes into our use of depleted uranium munitions in Iraq. And what they show is this horrific level of birth deformities ever since. Um, a huge percentage of kids birthed in Iraq are born with gnarly birth defects. I saw this one poor child. It looked like an amoeba. There was no discernible limbs or anything, but there were two eyes on top of this thing that looked like a jellyfish. It's so sad. Horrible. Horrific. And of course, we did that in Vietnam with Agent Orange. And still in Cambodia, their leading industry is the creation of artificial limbs. Because of us. Yeah, that kind of, I guess, would uh, circle back over. I'm not sure if this was planned or not. I, I, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic when I say this. I genuinely don't know if this was planned or not. But uh, going this back to things like artificial limbs and things like that, and big need for that, you know, you look at Elon Musk talking about things like Neuralink and uh, the metaverse, but I mean, particularly Neuralink, how he's talking about, yeah, we'll be able to go and, uh, people who are paralyzed be able to walk and move again and use limbs i mean is it, i mean maybe those are two stand apart to be connected but it just makes you scratch your head i i don't think they're connected i've been i've been looking into neuralink a lot and there are some amazing things like like i have chronic back pain it could eliminate my chronic back pain by simply turning off the nerve impulse that sends the pain signal to my brain who controls the right. on and off? Yeah, and it can, you know, it can give sight to the blind, right? You know, like amazing stuff. People with MS could walk. Like, wow! I so, thought it was just to have a computer in your brain. Yeah. So what you're telling me is, uh, they've spent generations upon generation creating a problem, and now they're saying, "Hey, look at the solution." There you go. Well, and and also, yeah. yeah, if you get this thing implanted in your brain, you think they don't control the mainframe? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think right. you can just be like, oh, well, that's okay. I'll just turn my phone off. That way they can't hear me. That way they can't see me or listen on me. They can do that whenever they yeah. want. You don't really have as much control as you think. What do you think is going to happen uh, as far as things with your brain? I'm I mean, thank think you. about a crystal parts are taken out to an absolute extreme. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that up because, you know, whether your phone's on or not, on or not, it could be used to spy on you, audio or to capture audio in the room, like a, like Alexa, um, and your smart TV. That can be used for video and audio surveillance, right? The NSA can spy on you through your smart TV. Thank you, Edward Snowden, for breaking that information and letting us all know, right? Oh, and and now look at him. Oh, that guy could never, you know, he's been on the run for how many years? Julian Assange should be a hero of the highest degree. But oh no, he exposed the war crimes of the military state 
And so he's pariah number one, and countless politicians have actually like condoned the assassination of the guy. Are you kidding yeah, me? And, we're, and now he's losing now he's losing his mind in solitary confinement, which is torture. Yeah. And uh Edward Snowden, where's he at again? I don't even remember. He was in Russia, then somewhere else. I think he I think he quit announcing where he is because he's probably afraid. I, I last I had heard it was Russia. Me too. But yeah, I which, wouldn't be surprised which, which, uh, if that had more to do with it. Yeah, and and how how ironic is that that somebody who uh, who who breaks a, a scandal in the U.S. has to flee to Russia to not get assassinated? Wow. But yes, Russia is the big bad enemy, right? My whole life, dude, I've been told that Russia is the big bad enemy. They're gonna nuke us like. Heavy metal was created in, in my early years because there was basically no hope of a future. It was a very nihilistic outlook, right? Um, and that turned out to all be bullshit created by the CIA. You know, it, so filtering back. So I've been going down this rabbit hole on YouTube, listening to these actual CIA former employees. And... Um, and they said, this guy, John Stockwell, he said 75% of what the CIA does is propaganda. He went on to say that they have people in Hollywood that actually contribute to movie scripts, big blockbuster movie scripts, and have the power to edit them. He also said mm -hmm. that they have plants in television doing the same thing. And wait for it, news stations. So I call CNN the CIA News Network. Yeah. Yeah, um, and isn't it odd that uh, every single time it seems like movies almost parrot? Uh, you look at uh, commentators, different YouTube commentators on pop culture, and they'd be like, "Oh, it just looks like uh, you know, doesn't this rhyme with how things are going now or where things are headed?" But at the same time, I mean, part of them they gotta condition you to be ready for what's coming so that they can have their way with you. And what better way than to uh, make you go and pay your hard-earned money to go and uh, watch their propaganda? And isn't it odd just how they're? I mean, how long, I mean, how long ago until uh, sci-fi movies with like ship and plants and uh, youth dystopias? Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden we start finding out more and more of this stuff uh, actually is a thing. I wouldn't be too shocked to find out that something like Hunger Games is actually happening. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I forget where I read this, so uh, maybe you maybe you do know the answer to this. But uh, as far as things with the uh, New World Order, one of their things is they have to tell you about what's going on before they do it. It's part of like uh, a cultural belief. You look at things like The Simpsons, just a classic example of uh different things that are uh, supposed to happen uh yeah 9-11 like, yeah uh, come on that's beyond coincidence really they've predicted how many outcomes of horrific things in a comedic yeah. way introducing you to it so in the back of your mind you accept it more and you don't totally freak out right yeah yeah You've i mean look at the it's familiar like yeah I'm sorry. And it makes people. Um, Go ahead. 
No, I'm just I was just saying I'm sorry for cutting you off because I'm so fired up about this topic. I'm really enjoying this talk, bro. Birds of a feather. I get so passionate oh, yeah. about this and I want to circle back because I want peace. I want peace same for man. everybody. I, I think every human being wants the same thing. They want shelter. They want food. They want somebody to love and to love them. But we're always yep. pointing the fingers. Those people, those people, they have a dictator. We need to start with pointing the you know, when you point your finger at somebody else, you got three pointing back at you. So let's look yep. at our role, right? Yep, I 100% agree with you. And uh, also what you were saying about uh, media things. I mean, everybody views themselves, uh, more people than not view themselves uh, as the hero of their own story. And so you create right. these things with their propaganda and stuff. How, you know, no hero is made without some sort of a trial. And so they're pretty much make people, when you create your stereotypical Hollywood uh, story, I mean, granted, every now and then you have something that diverts off, but you have uh, your beginning, uh, your crisis, you have your building up to your climax. Everyone gets excited, builds along with it. They've dropped a bunch of information along the end. And then you have your resolution where everyone feels better about themselves. They see themselves as the hero. They see themselves as the uh, main character of their own story, because ultimately, I mean, that's as human beings, that's all we have the ability to perceive with is just our own selves within the world around us. And uh, it makes people excited and uh, glorifies these things. And then people get, you know, you, you sell them the stories of look how great these things can be within their propaganda and uh, it makes people um, less objective to it. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about the movie Rocky Four? <laughs> right? He fights the big evil Russian guy. Yep. And everybody can change. <laughs> hey, we got five messages. Let's run through these. Yeah, buddy. Um, and Donald Trump uh, was an advocate against that shit with her. He's like, if you're going to go over there and destabilize the country, you, you need to get control of the oil. Otherwise, you're going to leave them to control the oil, and then what? Now you got a, a unlimited funds for, for terrorists to be funded? And exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Nailed it. Uh, sir, sir, you've got some great comments. Um, I would appreciate it if you would share this talk, because uh, people need to hear what you're saying, and hopefully they'll dig what we're saying as well. You know what I find genius? They made an invisible terrorist in the name of Corona, because it can be with you right now, and you can be responsible for killing your family. Grandma's going to die because you got Corona. Better get your jab. No, I'll pass. But that's what it is. It is um, an ingenious, invisible terrorist, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. just a quick interjection there. I was pressured by my family to get the jab, so I'm I'm double vaccinated, not because I wanted to, not because I believe in it, but because none of my family members would let me come over if I didn't. I was ostracized from Christmas, from the Thanksgiving, from Easter, you know? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, they just pulled out of Afghanistan and left them a whole barrage of military equipment. Funded it all. There's your payment. Goodbye. Now come kill us because you hate us, right? Because we ravish your country and all that shit. Because they're globalists. These aren't these aren't American governments. This is not our government. These are globalists. 
the United Nations, if you define it, to me means one world government. It's already in place, dumbasses. We are so dumb. Not us right here, but you know what I mean. I mean we, the dumb we. Right, and, and that's by design as well, right? They did away with pre-college education in the 70s. Why? Um, Reagan's head aide, when he was governor of California, told Reagan, um, Mr. President, unless we do away with this pre-college education, we're going to end up with an over-educated workforce and nobody to man the factories. Well, now we got no factories, and we got a nation full of idiots who aren't capable of critical thinking because that's a college class. Yep, and on top um. Wait till they start um, signing up to, you know, go to space. And then they're going to say, okay, we need to plug you in with the neural link, right? And we're going to put, we're going to sedate you, you know, because it's going to, the trip's going to take a long time. We'll wake you up and when you get there. And when they sedate you, they plug you into the neural link and it's just like the matrix in your mind. You are um, on Mars or total recall, whatever. But you're really in some pod somewhere in a warehouse, just, um, draining and or um, creating energy like a battery like a human battery there you go and the matrix introduced us to this whole concept and made it look cool right mm -hmm. yeah ironically ironically cool. enough we have red pill in the in the title <laughs> and then uh on top of that um a couple things he said uh, i forgot my first point but um secondly as far as uh college and stuff like that um, you've had plenty of CIA, A, get recruited from colleges, and then B, on top oh, of yeah. that, uh, get their fingers involved with it, and so it turns just into another form of propaganda, and ultimately propaganda is just social conditioning. Yeah, and yeah, so... This guy, yeah, um, this guy John Stockwell described how he was recruited and how they escalated his role, and he eventually became an assassin and leading operations in Angola and Vietnam. Yeah, one more thing, uh, uh, two more things I want to point out. Um, have you seen the TV series Chuck uh, from uh, early 2000s to 2010s? No. But, uh, okay, well, um, comedy, uh, action comedy thing involving spies, CIA, NSA, uh, FBI, and uh, all that other stuff. Uh, comedy made it fun, made it cool. But one thing they do drop out in a uh, couple instances is, oh, yeah, their main Recruiting is uh, over in Stanford. And then, of course, you have to make a comedy. You have to make it fun. You have to make it so people can swallow their BS medicine and stuff. But like I said, the right. great thing about lies is there's always a little bit of truth in them. And um, as far as this first point that he pointed out on there, um, I, I want to say, like, uh, what we talked about with uh, this next world war, how it being uh, uh, the U.S. versus Russia, China, and all these other bases, you have you have the uh what they want you to view um i believe that's called uh i'm probably mispronouncing it uh cassius belly bailey um right the propaganda you I feed within Bella. thank you but um on the outside ultimately what this is going to come down to is nationalist people who love themselves their culture their country versus globalists yep you got that's it and oddly enough, we're taking out the countries that would tank the dollar, right? Iran, China, and Russia, you know, mm -hmm. ironically enough. Um, it's just a side note. I watched a documentary recently about 
how China is the most miraculous example of lifting people out of poverty. Poverty Since 1949, they've done a better job than anybody on the planet. Guess the next best country at lifting their own people out of poverty. Oh, Russia. Yeah, it's amazing how, um, you know, A, when you get rid of and kill all the poor people and then also simply force everyone to be poor, um, you don't really have too much of a say, do you? That's right. Look That's at our like, prison uh, system. Nonviolent drug offenders doing many, many years in jail. Why is that? Oh, mm -hmm. they're now they're slave labor. Yep. Yep. It's a, an amazing way you go. You get work done. And uh, at the same time, uh, where was I going with this point? Uh, yeah. You have a. It's kind of like a, you look at eugenics, uh, countries that have gone and thrown eugenics into things and be like, we have uh, officially managed to cure and get rid of uh, autism. There's no autism and there is no Down syndrome in our country. Well, no, you just killed everybody that had it. Right. And maybe you weren't using vaccines that had aluminum as a preservative in them. Oh, just a thought. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how um, like uh, we create uh, solutions to our own problems, and uh, the best ones that they use are always ones that, yep, yeah, it's a solution to this problem. Oh, but uh, look, it created a problem, and now all of a sudden, I think it's uh, Pfizer's working on uh, after seeing uh, uh, they're putting patents on uh, a lot of uh, heart uh, pills and heart medication because uh, oh, we uh, cured one problem and. Uh, Let's uh let's get on with uh fighting the next big fight. Myocarditis. Guess what? Yep. In, the, in the community I live in, Sonoma County, California, oddly enough, after the myocarditis research came out, now there's an electronic billboard on the freeway. Well, it's always been there, but now there's an ad. Free heart testing for men 12 to 25. Huh. Funny coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing how it's been um safe, effective, uh, and we have long-term research, but at the same time, they've been, uh, my grandparents, both of them, um, got double jabbed and uh, boosted, and uh, they've been uh, asked to participate in surveys about um, how things have been going, is there any side effects, we know it's safe, but just, you know, check it in. Yeah, we know it's safe, but we need to conduct more research, and, and that leads yeah. me to the government allowed Pfizer to keep their their uh, research, their in-house research. They don't have to release it for 75 years. That means everybody who got the jab will be dead, right? Yeah. Period. But yeah, so one way or another. If it, if, um, if, it, if it was what we're being told, they would release the research. Oh, yeah, they would be. Counting it, that would be their main propaganda form to get people to participate. Right. It would be the best sales method uh, available. So I'm not saying what's happening. I'm just hypothesizing on possibilities. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, we'll never be able to know because we're not on the in crowd as it is. That's it. Have you ever seen the movie The Coming War with China documentary? I have not. I've heard about it, but I haven't gotten a chance to see that. Where's that streaming on? It, you can get it on YouTube, yeah. It's it's fascinating, complete mind blow, and it shows how basically we've wanted to go to a war with China since the 50s, and just we don't have an excuse. But then it also shows 
the hypocrisy of us talking about human rights and this and that, because we did a, a majority of our uh, nuclear testing, or at least a lot of it, was done in the South Pacific, the Marshall Islands. We made one whole island uninhabitable completely, and we evacuated it beforehand. But in the neighboring island, we left those people there, and uh, you know they're all dead from cancer now. And we studied the effects on them like they were cattle. Yeah, yeah. You will ultimately be of some use to them, whether you are in the way or you are on their side. They will find a use for you. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a useful idiot, uh, you know, a uh, lab rat, or a future leader, you know, Pete Buttigieg, AOC. Um, I yeah. forgot what the organization is, but I watched this. I'm a fiend for documentary. I feel if I'm going to sit down and watch something, I should learn something from it, right? So. It's hard yeah. for me to just watch like an escapism movie. I, I need to learn something if I'm going to sit down for an hour and a half or two hours. And then usually I end up going down the rabbit hole and I'm sitting there for four hours. And then I go, oh, my God, I got to turn it off. But um, this one revealed and I don't have the facts on it. So I'll have to circle back um, and DM you on that. But it was fascinating. It was saying that there's a go like a global research forum or something, basically like a, 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 a Schwab type outfit that is grooming and picking all these future quote-unquote progressive leaders and that they've signed on to the plan. And that's why yeah. they're allowed to speak. Because if you notice, AOC came in guns blazing. We're going to impeach Nancy Pelosi. We're going to do bop -da -bop -da -bop -da -bop. Now what she's talking about. She's playing ball. She goes on yeah, to feel-good stuff. She was like holding a puppy in a in a cemetery. The last post I saw, like just heartstrings, tugging on your heartstrings. Yep, and she's just playing ball the entire time. Also, I mean, I I, I know Sand. The two the two outsiders in 2016 were Sanders and Trump. Trump kept yep. his way in and beat the tar out of the Republican Party. That's the one thing I love about him is not only did he. Uh, kick it to, and stick it to two different parties but the party that he was within he rubbed the dirt deep into their womb and it voided it needed because i mean what we were looking at ultimately it was supposed to be jeb really i i, I think that's right. honestly who was supposed to get it again sending well, a crime yeah. family what you want the clintons or the bushes pick either way we win but um right and then you had sanders and they or they were able to force him out pick him out and then he comes back around on uh, his second time uh they go to do it again but ultimately he lost a, a decent enough chunk of his base um because he just pretty much he, he he bent and said this is my only chance to be able to get in and started playing ball i think begrudgingly but he regardless he started playing ball and people started to see through that unfortunately and um yeah i mean I mean, he, Bernie Sanders had the ability at the, at, at a moment in time, he could have walked, started a third party, and won. He had massive people. He had the Democrats, Republicans, and most importantly, the largest block of voters, non-voters, 100 million people. This is what we're, what we're not told. We're told we have to vote for the lesser of two evils because otherwise we're going to get major evil. Bullshit. We need to get uh, something that's actually that people can stand behind and those hundred million non-voters, if they voted, boom, it doesn't matter how many people vote Democratic or Republican. Um, 
I'm yeah. not a Trump fan. I'm not a Trump fan, but I do love that he shook it up, right? And yeah. the reason I didn't the reason I didn't vote for Hillary is because I wasn't going to play that game anymore of lesser of two evils. And I figured if she, you know, if he does win, it'll reveal the house of cards and things will go to shit faster. And look what happened. And boy, did it ever. I don't think he'll be, uh, well, no, I, I favor him for uh, two reasons. Um, number one, for just, you got to love a good underdog fight. And uh, boy, that was it. But like you said, he shook it up. He revealed things, and so whether ultimately that was our only shot, at least people can go in and face whatever future that we may face in knowing, okay, well, um, you know what? We uh, we finally saw what it was. We uh, looked our demise in the eye, or um, he's just simply going to be the one who did shake things up, who pulled the mask off of both parties um, and... Uh, Exposed the Republicans, exposed the Democrats, exposed the Uniparty, exposed a lot of people on this, um, not the Great Reset, what's it on, uh, World Economic Forum, uh, NATO, yeah. all of those people. He pulled that mask off. And so I, I put him as one of the greats on simply for even if he hasn't done much of anything else or doesn't ever come back and doesn't do anything else, he has at least allowed everybody a clear view as to see, aha. That's who you are. That's what's, who this is. That's what's going on. And um, yep. that's why we're seeing the results that we do. If, even if he sees nothing else, you weren't hearing people, uh, you weren't seeing the exposed, you were, you were very much in the minority. You were a fringe uh, minority group. If you were talking about how the news was uh, fake up in there. He exposed um, people in the CIA. He exposed uh, the news. Exposed both parties. He exposed world leaders, and then he, you know he exposed the military complex when he just goes, uh, "Fine, fine, we'll stay, but we'll uh, only just we're gonna pull out, but we'll at least leave enough there to guard the oil." That's what you guys want, right? You want the oil. And he just he said the quiet part out loud. So either right. he is right. the first one to shake it up and then bring in somebody who will actually make a big change, or ultimately. Um, they're short. I'm gonna make sure that nothing like this ever happens again. So, well, exactly. Because if he did bring in somebody, if anybody rose that was gonna make major change, then pop, 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 they go down like like the people you mentioned, like Kennedy, like uh, you know, no, not many people know that there was a planned coup in this country against um, was it FDR that brought in the New Deal? Yeah, F, uh, yeah, FDR. Started. I don't know if he officially did. But. Okay, so not many people know that there was an organized coup to overthrow our government. And they approached this guy, General Smedley Butler, the most decorated Marine in history up until that point. But they, they, they didn't count on him being a true patriot, and he outed the scheme, right? But he was approached to lead a coup against our own president. Yep. And it's, uh, I honestly would not be too shocked to hear if that was uh, the same story for Oslo. Right, right. And uh, I want to break down for people who aren't aware and, and don't, you know, think that we're off on some conspiracy, you know, pie in the sky thing. Look up these different groups, the Bilderberg Group, the Trilateral Commission, 
the Council on Foreign Relations, and the Carlyle Group. These are massive international groups that basically pick all the world's leaders, right? Or if, you know, if you make it to be a, a world leader and aren't on that list, then you're going to get assassinated. Yep. That's what they did with Gaddafi, basically. I mean, just talking it. about a non-U.S. Non uh, people. I mean, if you want to break it down into international, yeah, there, there's your instance with Gaddafi. Yeah, and let me talk on Gaddafi a little bit more. So he was in the midst of, of, of this massive construction project, which was he was calling the eighth wonder of the world. It was the biggest construction project in the history of the world. He was doing pipelines for water to bring water because there's a massive water reserve under under the uh, Saudi Arabian desert. And uh, or I forget which desert, but the, the massive desert over there. He was pulling water from the aquifer and and he was he was going to turn it into the Fertile Crescent and and major food production. We the U.S. military bombed that. And our explanation was, well, we don't know that he's not going to use it to transport weapons. Right? Come yep. on. With radar, you could see that it's water, not weapons. Come on. Mm -hmm. And uh, that ultimately uh, birthed the famous quote from Hillary Clinton. We came, we saw, he died. Yeah. And um, yeah. she summed it up perfectly. perfectly. And, and did we care about bringing democracy or a better quality of life to Libya? Well, maybe not, because now they have open air slave markets. Right now. Mm -hmm. Yep, no, they really don't care. At that point, they're going, well, it's not our country. At that point, you want to be a non interventionist. You're only an interventionist right. when it uh, benefits you, when it pushes the, uh, uh, the elitist agenda. The agenda. Yeah, the agenda. Man, this has been a great talk, bro. I probably got to wrap it up in a couple few minutes. Um, but I want to thank the listeners, Mrs. Blast, May the Poet, what's going on? You come and come too, and uh, Zancia, what's going on? Yeah, you come and uh, We got one message. Let me go ahead and play this message real quick. I remember when they, <clears throat> they first started installing the chips on our debit cards, and we're getting con conditioned with the whole chip, 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 right? That was part of their engineering. <laughs> Oh, and the injection is to get comfortable with a needle, and then um, we're just going to put a little tiny rice green chip right under your skin on your right hand. Be able to pay your bills, uh, show your ID, be great, clock into work, start your car, be awesome. Everybody's going to be signing up. Hell yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention there's a cyanide capsule in it, so don't fuck up or we'll kill you. See, I don't even think they have to put the cyanide capsule in it, but for because they could just turn it off, and then you don't have access to your bank account, to your medical, to your driver's license, right? And to people who think this is pie in the sky, there was a family in Florida that volunteered to be the first people to have that microchip in, in, in you know, put in their skin, and it's exactly where he said between your thumb and forefinger on the right hand. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like we said before, with neurolinking and stuff. Um, it used to be back in the day that they would talk about how to, they would have to try and put some sort of a cyanide thing in there. But uh, you get to Neuralink, granted, you might not have uh, MS or anything else, but I mean, you know, you can simply turn it all off. Yeah, or you, 
or you might have an instant aneurysm, right? Oh. Yep. I'm sorry, just a little glitch going through a software update. No worries, but uh, I was going to say, or you might have a, a, a an aneurysm created by the Neuralink, which gives you brain hemorrhage and you're dead. Yeah, there's a ton of ways to do it. Ton of, yeah, a million ways to skin a cat. We got Zancia coming in hot with a message. So Dave, what do they have for this open market slaves for security? Question. I want to know. Yeah, look it up, buddy. Look it up. Um, so first of all, Dave, my first question was, where are these open slave markets in, uh, Libya, uh, in what can we call it? And, uh, what kind of security they got? Cause that's fucking stupid. And also that no way am I getting fucking shit put in my hand. Government's going to kiss my ass on that one. Even if it is. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. They're, I mean, they're starting baby steps towards it. So in California right now, they have what's called the, um, the open ID or something like this. So it's a new driver's license that does contain all of your personal information. And um, if you opt out of that, which I did, I can't fly on a plane, but I haven't flown on a plane in a long time. So fuck it. If I'm going to go anywhere, I'll, I'll drive. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I mean, I think uh, 2020 into 2021 was uh, a very big, uh, social experiment like we um i'm not sure how you say your name zancia uh yeah put it out um fuck that uh i won't ever do it uh dave and uh you said you begrudgingly uh got the jab and the one yep. thing more powerful than government is going to be culture and family so do you want to be a pariah or do you want to be with everyone else i mean that's kind of why the big thing about the metaverse is so scary is uh yeah the government might not force you to be on it or something but if all your friends are on it i mean look at social media i've had the hardest time maintaining friends after i broke off the social media i've given people my number i've uh you know called i've texted and uh people just really don't care as much unless if you're on social media um and um the last uh two three years i've really exasper exasperated everything but yeah, you're um, either you're going to be in on it or you're going to be a pariah and not be able to take in anything. And I hope you are a professional nomad at that point. Right. I mean, yeah, you nailed it. I was a pariah from my family. My mom has gone so far actually recently to say, I, I'm, I'm worried about you. I think you're going right. Like she thinks I'm becoming right wing. Like, no, I'm hardcore left. The par Everything else has moved right. So now I look like, a you know an extremist or whatever yeah shoot even the right has gone left you know look at the right uh 20 years ago and um the vast majority of them were anti-abortion um almost all of them were uh anti-marijuana um every single one of them basically i i don't want to say all of them but let's face it almost all of them um all noteworthy maybe fraction of a percent uh, we're anti-homosexuality. And now look, they've moved to the left on all of those issues. It hasn't been, uh, this shift has only been going in one direction. Uh, it's um, it's like that old meme and that old joke going about how eventually the right wing will go and be like, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a Karl Marx conservative. I mean, you know, everything's going to keep shifting. And um, 
So that way, eventually, yep. you're going to pull everyone in. You really, there's, it, this change has been going only one direction. And so when you either stand your ground or you do a little bit of research in history and form your own opinion and, uh, you know, view as uh, your country first, not necessarily America. I know we got listeners all around the world here that uh, participate in the stereo, but maybe uh, England first, maybe um, people over in Russia first, people in Ukraine first. Everybody just saying like, hold on, my culture, my people, my family, me first. And um, you won't go wrong with, uh, I mean, you can't have a great reset in a world without borders if you're not going to go and um, destroy any sort of a culture. You have to wreck everybody's culture and bring it all under one umbrella so you can just have one control. Thank you. Yeah. New World Order and the uh, military arm of that is NATO, right? Yep. To enforce that. Um, yep. and, I got to uh, start wrapping it up here. I got I got a meeting at five, but... Um, Man, I've really, really enjoyed this, Travis. I think this should be part one of of many conversations. I agree, buddy. Let's um, let's uh, talk here after you're done with uh, things uh, with whatever meeting you're doing, and uh, let's start scheduling some talks uh, for the route. Let's do it. Let's do it. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and run through these two messages, and then uh, whatever kind of closing statement you want. All right. Uh, what is our culture right now? We've got stupid, idiotic uh, movie stars and fucking hip hopsters that are fucking stupid, dumbass rappers that, you know, have no talent. Um, we've got people who can't act, morons in political office, idiots being elected for governors, and uh, people who freaking can't stand up for their own moral values and people who just sit there and are like, I don't know, and can't make a decision. Uh far as I'm concerned, I'm already a standout person because uh, I can do those kind of things. I have common sense, too, believe it or not. So, yeah, it is kind of scary, isn't it? And then the question is, too, is what do you ask about our children for the future? Question mark. Zancia, I, yeah, think, I think your disagreement is a complete just face value, just looking at what we have. Yeah, you're right. We don't have a culture, and the um, only uh, when you said what culture, that's how you destroy it. You cheapen uh, yeah. the crap. Everything becomes, uh, you know, we need to get rid. When I say we, I'm talking about, you know, the empire powers uh, have this view of we need to go and we need to destroy everybody's culture. And, you know, what you're pointing out in America is really for countries that are first and second world, they're all going through that exact same thing, too, to just absolutely wreck it with uh, crap shows and uh, make everything just keep rewind, um, sh just shot out and um, make people, you, they, you need to hate it for them to get what they want. You need to hate your own culture and um, so that they can destroy it. You need to be their pariah. We don't create any culture anymore. We don't, it used to be our main export uh, to the world was culture. And now everything yeah. is a sequel. Everything is a reboot. Everything is a remix. Um, Mariah Carey was a big deal for uh, making All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, and then what? Everything else was in the 50s on making original Christmas music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and and like, let's talk about music. Like the old school R&B from the 70s. Amazing. Deep lyrical content. Now you got uh, people like Cardi B 
promoting being a dumb hoe, you know, if it's up, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up. Like, really? Really? That's a that's a hit song? There's nothing there? Yeah. Look at Green Day. I mean, they, people said that they were a sellout back in the day with American Idiot. And uh, I'll tell you, that album has aged like a fine, fine wine. That The band, however, has aged like uh, unpasteurized milk left out on the kitchen counter. <laughs> yeah, they, I agree. That they, album was that's brilliant. That's when they became a sellout afterwards, after the massive success from that album. But, I mean, you look at as far as, yeah, like you said, music that has uh, changed for culture and everything. And um, it, it's been a hell of a long time. Actually, um, I would say um, the unraveling uh, phase, like I was talking about before turning, the unraveling, the one that comes right before the crisis, marked by, I believe, 9-11 was when we started that phase. And you look at uh, them, you know, that unraveling phase was the last uh, phase of when you would get culture built through. You had country that actually had great music. Country's gone to crap. Yeah. Country's become yeah. pretty much the exact same Cardi B, but with twang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happy so, Go uh, Nowhere, No Message Rock. But it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, be a part of the message. Be a part of the message right, and right. Uh, make everything cheap and churned out. Yep. Let yep. me play another message from Zantia. Moved because they realized, okay, we can do this and we can make money off it. They've also moved because they are like, hey, um, it's not a political hot button anymore. See, that's the point. Because I couldn't care what sex someone is or anything about that. Now people are taking these things, like, you know, the, you know, they're taking all these movements and they're saying, okay, how can we exploit this and make money off it? You know, that's why, like Bill Hicks said, if you're in purchasing or advertising, kill yourself. You are nothing but uh, Satan's little helpers planting seeds. That's the one time I think I laughed my ass off so much and I said, sad, but true. Oh yeah, Bill Hicks was a genius. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Travis, what do you what, what do you got? Yeah, um, yeah, Dave, I'd say this has been um, a home run of a talk. Uh, guys, if you like this um, talk, be sure to um, follow Dave, follow me, and uh, stay tuned for more talks coming up for us. And um, you can follow me uh, here on Stereo. Um, I'm looking to hopefully within a few months, maybe a little bit more after that, uh, be branching out into uh, Anchor and possibly some other uh, offshoot uh, media platforms. But for now, you can find me on uh, Stereo. Uh, it's been awesome getting to speak with you guys. Dave, closing comments. Yeah, no, I've, I, I agree. Best conversation I've had in a long, long time. Um, please, if you're digging what we're talking about here, please check out my podcast. On It's on Anchor and 23 other platforms. Basically, every podcast platform and in 46 countries, uh, I talk about a lot of stuff like this. Uh, much love to everybody <laughs> listening. Um, let's uh, go ahead and play Zancia's last message and uh, we can close out. Oh, by the way, I designed a line of clothing and products called the Peace Line because I want to promote world peace. So you can check that out on my Instagram. It's uh, the link is in my bio. Here's Zantia. She's been crap since the mid nineties. Cause it was that alternative scene back then. And then there was country started coming up with their stuff. Pretty much what happened is, is Garth Brooks came out in the nineties and everybody started copying him. 
That's right. People started copying him. That's your Clint Black. And then people started copying that. All that. Your, you know, all that. Yes, your Kenny Chesney and all that stuff. They're all copies of Garth Brooks. That's all they are. Repeated copies of Garth Brooks. Anyway, I'm done. You guys got to go. The greatest Amen. form of flattery is imitation, but there's a point where that just becomes a loss of identity and ultimately cultural collapse. Absolutely, and I'll just close with this. Um, you know, if if the CIA is ha- has a role in writing and editing scripts, yeah, come on, do we not think that they're they got their fingers in the music industry? Yep. Right. Yeah, and the only uh, All right. well, I, I had another point, but uh, let's save it for another talk. Dave, it's been awesome getting to chat with you, man. I look forward to more of these. Absolutely. Much love, brother. We are birds of a feather, and let's continue to bring the truth to the people. Amen. All right, buddy, you take care of yourself. Peace out, everybody. Everybody have a wonderful day, and fight for peace. Much love. Much love to you all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.